Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go. It is time for the Black and Blue Report, and welcome again to training camp at the Greenbrier for the New Orleans Saints. The podcast for the Saints and Pelicans is on the air. With John DeShazer, I'm Sean Kelly. Happy, and what is it? It is hump day, isn't it? Wednesday, everybody. This is like Wesley Day, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, no I'm, yeah, exactly. No Wesley, thank God. <laughs> no, I'm losing track of days. We've, it feels like we've been here for so long. Um, you know, great weather and great per- place and you know, no offense, uh, you know, all due respect and all that stuff that you say before you get ready to say something <laughs> bad. But it, it's about time for me to go home. I'm ready. Yeah, I think that everybody's kind of ready for a change of scenery a little bit. And that's coming. Travel day tomorrow. We'll talk more about that a little bit later on the show. But as you can hear... Here on the sidelines where we're recording the podcast today, it is breezy today and uh, temperatures were in the 60s, uh, back to very, very comfortable temperatures for the guys and a productive workout, it seemed. You know, you can always get a great workout and the big, the big thing is you get an efficient work. Um, every time it's been cool, the Saints have not gone the full allotted time that they had, you know, had, had carved out for themselves because it takes less recovery time, it takes less hydration, and so they're able to get in more efficient work or maybe more efficient work, able to get in the same amount of work but less time. All right, speaking of efficient work today, um, a lot of two-minute drill stuff today. What else was on the, on the uh, list? Yeah, two-minute drill, and we saw also a little blitz pickup from the backs, and we saw the tight ends working on their individual blocking against linebackers, and those were facets we hadn't really seen a lot of during training camp, just seeing that individualized uh, attention to detail because you're probably going to see some of that from St. Louis. Um, if, 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 if things go like we think they might, then the Rams might blitz a little bit, and so those backs should be you know, very wary about, about blitz pickup. I'm sure the quarterbacks appreciate that. There were two individual situations today that you and I were having a nice conversation about during practice. Number one was number 25, Raphael Bush. You know, he's frisky. He was today. He was extremely physical, ends up coming away with a pick, but he was very handsy and, uh, and basically, you know, in a tackling mood. He is he's a guy, uh, if you recall back to the NFC divisional playoff game against Seattle, was a guy who knocked Percy Harvin out of the game. And uh, he seems to have carried that over. He was out here just running around, banging into people today. So he's ready to get it on. And the other situation, and this has been an ongoing piece of entertainment for us, 
Uh, the Junior Gallette Teron Armstead uh, situation has been fun to watch. Well, I'll tell you what, you see a lot of growth in Teron Armstead. I mean, you know, Junior Gallette admitted, you know, the kid's got great feet, and you see it. I mean, there have been days where Junior has beaten him, granted, you know, on, in the one-on-one -on -one drills. But today, I mean, he, he just kind of piled drive Junior into the turf a couple times and, and had his way with him a few times. He's If he's able to contain the Junior Gallettes of the world, the speed rushes, because that's what he's going to see at the left tackle. If he can contain a Junior Gallette, then, you know, he's not going to have a lot of problems containing a whole lot of other people. Otherwise, not a whole lot of changes uh, with regard to personnel. Drew Brees also uh, was on the field today, but again, not in pads. And I don't think you are, are surprised by that. Yeah, I mean, it's best to be, you know, cautious at this point. It's the first preseason game. If Drew Brees is available in September, then there's a concern. But right now, he's doing individual work. He, he's the type he looks like, as a matter of fact. If this were a regular season game, I doubt very seriously that he would be sitting. But there's no reason to put him to the hazard in a preseason game. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. All right, here's the lineup for today. We've got a pretty good one, actually. Jared Bell, one of our favorite riders from USA Today, is on the program. Uh, he'll be a bit later on. Cam Jordan spoke today after practice and had a nice one-on-one -on -one visit with him. It was very golf-like, John. Uh, for him, with that personality, this was almost, uh, almost 18th green-like at the Greenbrier. You know, Cam kind of turns it on and off, man. Yeah. Off the field, he's a he's a funny guy, and he, you know, he he's extremely intelligent. But you know, once you put the pads on and line them up across from somebody, then he gets kind of nasty, really nasty. Yeah. And Jimmy Graham spoke today too, and we're gonna take a a little different take on Jimmy Graham's time with the media today, and just offer you his time on the podium in front of all the media. So we're gonna play that for you in its entirety. So Jimmy Graham, Cam Jordan, and Jared Bell today on the Black and Blue Report. Then John and I will be back. We'll put a wrap on this Wednesday. So let's get started here on the Black and Blue Report from the training camp. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Smoothie King asks, what's your purpose? My name is Trish, and I want more balance in my life. I feel like all I do is rush from one place to the next and end up grabbing a burger along the way. And then I feel guilty, and I start thinking, I need to spend an hour on the elliptical, but I don't have time. I want to eat better. I want to feel better. That's my purpose. We can blend that. Find your balance with the new Greek yogurt smoothies naturally powered by Chobani. Find pleasure in your purpose at Smoothie King. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Okay, Jimmy, not having Drew available these last few days, how have you uh, worked on your cohesion with these other quarterbacks? Yeah, you know, uh, I've caught a couple touchdowns from, from a number other than nine uh, for the first time in my career. So, um, you know, it's been good to, um, uh, you know, to work on that communication. Uh, with all these guys, and they've done such a great job because, you know, they have so much on them as far as all the responsibilities that we put on our quarterback. Um, um, it's a lot, you know. I mean, you got to call it protection. You know, you got three plays in your mind, kill and and opposite, and, you know, all these all these checks are are very difficult. So, so um, and, and, you know, I think I, I'm somewhat of a unique player with, you know, a lot of my routes 
a lot of my routes are option routes, and 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 me and Drew have such a feel for those things. You know, he he knows all, based off my body language what I'm going to do. You know, and and the ball's always there. So now it's it's you know working that with the um, um, with the other ones, and it's been good. It's been Jimmy, real good. when you look at yourself, and obviously the fans view you as uh, a great uh, receiver, and uh, looking at today uh, your blocking skills, uh, do you take pride in uh, being when? Now, obviously, most of the times you're out on the route, but as a pass blocker, when called upon, seems like um, you were pretty stout out there today in that drill. Yeah, you know, that was, uh, um, you know, the last two years, uh, you know, everybody's been knocking on my blocking, you know. I mean, I don't know why, but, um, you know, what? I'm truly healthy now. Uh, you know, I mean, I think I think that's a big deal with that, you know, the last two years with, with some major injuries that kind of limited that. And. Um, you know, I took the time this offseason to really look at some film and analyze myself as a player. And, and um, you know, I noticed that, you know, all, all the times where I was able to help the team the most was when I was blocking the best uh, because that helps out on play action, you know, and it stops them from putting, um, you know, a corner um, pressed up while I'm in like on the line with an outside backer. So, so you know, it's a. Um, you know, it's only going to help the team out. So, so that's what I'm going to do. Jimmy, sorry, you've already answered this, but how strange has it been given Breeze's durability not to have him out here for this you know, extended period of time? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's uh, it, it's even after you know, even though he's not you know throwing the ball after every route, you know, he runs up to me and tells me uh, and tells me what he wants me to do uh, or what I could have done better. So, you know, he's still getting those mental reps in and and. Um, you know, I know he'll. I know he'll be just fine. You know, he's just. Um, you know, he's just taking a little time off, and uh, which he needs. You know, I mean, it's a long season. You know, you got 16 games, um, four preseason games. That's 20, and then if you're lucky, you got another three or four after that. Do you think he'd be ready to go if it was a regular season game? I mean, I mean that's not my judgment. You know, I just, I just run and catch, man. I don't know. Jimmy, you, you came out of college. Jimmy, you came out of college without. A lot of people know anything about you. Now you're, you're one of the biggest stars in the game. What do you do to keep yourself grounded all that? How, all this attention is going to you so quickly. Yeah, you know, um, um, I think this offseason was a good grounding point for me. You know, just, uh, uh, you know, dealing with everything by myself uh, with only a couple people in my corner. So um, that'll keep you real grounded and, and it keeps you focused. You know, that's all I did this offseason was work out and fly. And, uh, you know, I'm a simple guy. Nothing's changed. I'm still the same person I was uh, four years ago. So, what do you get out of this first um, Number one, stay healthy. <laughs> Obviously, that's the most important thing right now. And uh, um, you know, I'm just gonna do what they ask me. So, you think you get to work on blitz pickup? Knowing you know, you know the person that's calling the defense. On the oh yeah. Do you think you get to work on some blitz pickup in this first? Yeah, you know, I mean, I know uh, uh, we're just watching. Um, I believe it was three years ago, we played San Fran, the first preseason game, and and uh, you know it was like zero blitz, like you know f you know four times out of nine. So so you know it's going to be great work for, um, um, for the quarterbacks, for the O line, for the tight ends, for the, I mean for everybody across the board. You know he's, um, that's who he is, and he brings it. So so you know we're going to have to be ready for that. Um. Uh, yeah, the floral print is, uh, uh, you know, is different, but um, the facilities are amazing. And, and uh, during the off day, I had the opportunity to um, uh, um, to do some sporting clays with some of the guys and some of the Navy SEALs. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, I just want to let it be known that I beat Drew and, 
and um, that I beat most of all those Navy SEALs. So uh, uh, that was a good day for me. How do you take? You know, he, he hasn't he hasn't really heard about it yet. So this will be. I'm sure I'll hear about it after this. Jimmy, how ready are the players to get away from here for a couple of days? Um, um, not, I mean, we're not ready to really get away from here. I mean, I mean, the weather's beautiful, you know, and the food's good. Got great fields. Uh, um, I think more or less we're just ready to hit somebody else. You know, it's, uh, um, you know, we've been beating up, each, uh, beating up on each other for the last two weeks. And, you know, things are getting a little heated out here today. And, and so, you know, I, I, I think it's time to, you know, to finally hit somebody else. Well, Jimmy, that time been with your brother scrimmage somebody else rather than playing exhibition games? Do you feel like they're they're worth it? Um, I mean, you know, I mean, four preseason game, that's a lot, obviously, but, you know, that's not going to change. Jimmy, you talked about being humble. Can you talk about uh, Ben Watson, the guy in your position group, his character off the field, and maybe it's something that he's had for you? Yeah, you know, Ben's... Um, uh, my, you know, my rookie... I mean, I've been lucky throughout my career to have... Um, um, you know, some of the best mentors um, that I could possibly ask for in our room, uh, you know, starting with Shockey. You know, he was, uh, um, you know, he was a big deal my rookie year, just teaching me what it was to be a, um, um, you know, to be a physical competitive tight end. And, and then David Thomas. Um, and then now I've got Ben Watson, you know, and, and you know, he, um, you know, he's been on a lot of good teams. He's been with a lot of good quarterbacks and, and you know, just the knowledge that he has and, and you know, the ability the ability for me to lean on him, you know, and, 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 you know, he knows, he knows what it takes to stay healthy. You know, that's kind of one of the bigger things is, is, you know, what am I doing when I'm not at the facility? Um, you know, what am I doing at home? You know, how am I lifting? And, and, you know, he's been able to help me a lot with that. It's time for one more. Okay. In 2011, there was no off season because of the lockout. In 12, you know, your quarterback held out and came back and threw for 5,040. So between his advice and your own experience in 2011, does that, does that help you prepare for working out on your own with that in, in hopes of seeing minimal, no dip in production? Yeah, you know, with me, it was, uh, you know, I took it on like I did, uh, um, like I did the lockout year, you know, that's how I saw it, you know, um, and, and, you know, that's how Vilma and Swayze down in Miami saw it. So, you know, we did the same workouts that we did then and, um, um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully it'll pay off. At the Auctioner Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana. With more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region, even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner. Healthcare. With peace of mind. What's up, Black and Gold fans? This is Anthony Mackey, Seven War Soldier, Drew Brees' disciple. You are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Still to come, Jerry Bell from USA Today here on the Black and Blue Report. The time to turn our attention now to the defensive side of the football. Have a chance today after practice to catch up with Cam Jordan, who uh, is one of the more 
outspoken guys on that side of the ball, at least maybe the biggest personality, to say the least. This almost was like a golf interview. He was very subdued after a breezy, cool practice today. And that's not to say it wasn't hard. They went at it today. And uh, Jordan and the uh, Saints are certainly ready to turn the page to the next phase of training camp. Here's our visit from just a short time ago. Cam, I think it was last week the coach said that you guys are in the tunnel. There is no light. <laughs> How much further down the tunnel do you think you are all at this point? I don't know. You saw our practice. There was no sun. There was no light. So um, that's just where you have to keep right now. you got to keep your head down, keep working, and uh, really just try and progress uh, your technique and get back to uh, where you were at the end of season last year and, and just really start from scratch and, uh, and know where your technique, where you want your technique to be and know how to get there and know how much work you got to put in to get there. Coach Ryan said yesterday he felt like your side of the ball was having a better week this week. What, what do you think he's leaning on to say that? Um... You know, first couple of days is a little uh, rough. You're just putting your pads on. All you're doing is hitting out there. You're not really uh, focused too much on technique. You're just sort of happy to have pads on, be able to hit somebody. Um, now, you know, you're sort of settling down into your position and really getting after people. So, honestly, uh, as long as we're advancing in, in, a in a good direction, I'm okay with it. You guys ready to hit game style yet? I, I noticed Bush today. Is, uh, he's, it looks like he's ready to take somebody's head off. and. That preseason game is finally just almost within arm's reach. I mean, I always, I always preach about the defense. You got to have that mentality. So honestly, um, I like what he's bringing to the table, and you got to, you got to like that fervor for for the game. I mean, that passion that he has, you can't take away from it. And at the end of the day, uh, again, it's all about that uh, progression of technique and advancement of 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 where you want to be. So, with a guy like you that's full of personality, I'm anxious to hear this answer. Are we at the point in camp for you guys that? You've settled in and you've found a rhythm or a favorite place in the resort or something that's in a routine or or if we reach that point where I'm sick of seeing everybody, I'm sick of seeing the same trees, that kind of thing. Um, you know what? I don't see my I don't even see any I don't see any free time around here. So uh, we keep pretty busy. I mean, even in our free time, you should be breaking down film. So my favorite place right now is my room. I have brought my PS4. I have a couple of video games. Uh, that's my unwinding time for 30 minutes before I crash out. So. Actually, I've been watching. I try to catch a movie. I like pop 30 minutes in when here, 30 minutes in there. I finished like a movie and a half since beginning of camp, <laughs> uh, minus the off days. But honestly, it's wherever you decide to go, don't get lost in the trees. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I haven't seen a good movie in so long. Have you, have you found something here that I can maybe watch? Planet of the Apes, check it out. The second one's pretty beasty. <laughs> Lucy, nice concept, not so great. That's me. That's that's me. I'm sure somebody else likes the the uh, weaker version of the Matrix. What's the first preseason game like? And just use it from your own personal standpoint. Um, first preseason game is you finally get their feet wet. You finally get to hit somebody new. I'm tired of hitting Streif. I'm tired of hitting Armstead. And I'm not tired of hitting Mark or or Kyrie or Pierre. All right, so maybe you just get to hit somebody new. You know. Sure. <laughs> Is one of those guys that you just mentioned giving you a harder time than maybe the others? I mean, I noticed that, that Junior and uh, Mr. Armstead have had a pretty contentious battle going on. What about you? Um, I just like to go into work. I mean, Junior Junior makes it lively with whoever he goes against. Um, <laughs> and me, I'm more worried about, you know, our two, our two games are very similar in that we, you know, rush the passer but different in terms of how we do it. So, um he has a lot more energy to, to spend on every step, and I'm more of a whatever guy. All right, so i got to do the broadcast on Friday night. you got any good camp nicknames I can pass along to the folks? Of course, you got Glenn Foster, a.k.a. Uh, Seahorse. 
Um, you have John John Jenkins, aka uh, Big Mama Moose. Um, you got Godzilla, who's Akeem Hicks, and then there's no reason to explain. Um, then you have uh, who else do we have? Oh, we got Broderick, who's the Rhino. Um, we get, yeah, oh, we got Clyde. I I don't even know his first name anymore. We call him Clyde. Uh, Tyron Walker. So let's go with that okay. one. Okay. I call him Clyde. Clyde. Clyde's good. <laughs> I don't know where Clyde comes yeah. from, but okay. Exactly. That's just yeah. like, um, I don't even know one of my rookies' names anymore because we've renamed him Jethro. Um, <laughs> uh, his first name got too difficult. Uh, he's German. German. Are you the nickname master? No, no, man. We just sort of throw nicknames out there and sometimes they sticks. Um, Dredrick, Mr. Deeds. I, you know, you just, throw, you just throw random things out there and some of them stick. Good stuff. Have fun Friday night, okay? Oh, without a doubt. I always do. Cam Jordan, of course, of the Saints defense, and up next we'll talk Saints and the National Football League from 30,000 feet or so with Jared Bell, national correspondent with USA Today, next. Gatorade knows every victory starts from within. It's the determination to come up big when it matters most, but no athlete does it alone. They need training and fuel to perform. That's how greatness comes from within. Win from within. It's a whole lot of Lotto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. It's a whole from the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City, to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state, and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Gatorade knows every victory starts from within. It's the determination to come up big when it matters most. But no athlete does it alone. They need training and fuel to perform. That's how greatness comes from within. Win from within. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Hey, Jared Bell's been with us before on the Black and Blue Report. If you remember back to last season, of course, he's a National Football League writer for USA Today, and he's at Saints camp this week. Day two for you, huh? Yeah, it's uh, pretty cool up here. And West Virginia in the mountains. Great scenery and uh, you know it looks like they're getting some good work in. What have you observed over the last two practices or so? Well I've been trying to you know uh, check out the injury report. That's been the main thing. I mean obviously Drew Brees being the big one working on the side and then you look around and you don't see Champ Bailey and you don't see Ben Grubbs and so it seems like the, the injuries are have racked up but you know, with some of those guys, you don't worry about it too much because they're veteran guys. And, you know, this is this is the time of year, obviously, when you just kind of want to, you know, have your bodies uh, as fresh as possible. But Breeze is the big one. And just from watching him today, it looks like he's done even more than he did yesterday in terms of um, running uh, a little harder, doing some sprints instead of just jogging and even throwing the football around a bit on the side. It's it's hard for me and I think for fans too that balance between we're so anxious to be watching football again yet the opener is still in most cases a month away to balance that I guess that one and know that everybody's good now and being patient too. Oh no question about it and I think the thing with, with Drew Brees for example um, the real 
target date, if you will, for him to be on the field is in September when they open up against the Falcons. Uh, yeah, you want to get him some time to, to get into into the rhythm and into the flow and all of that. Some, you know, some preseason snaps, I would think, but not much at all. The main thing about this uh, situation for him is just to kind of be cautious as they've been, I'm sure, and you know, get him ready for the for the real deal. Jared, other than the injuries that you've kind of been taking note of, what what questions did you have about the Saints kind of coming into camp? Well, you want to see kind of. Um, you know, really, all these openings they have on offense, really. I mean, you think about the, the, the transformation that they've had on offense this year, just in losing the number of guys that they have. Uh, you want to see some of those holes plugged in. Now, the real key, I think, is Brandon Cooks. And, you know, I've heard so much about him before I got here, watched him yesterday. Um, looks like the real deal, no question about that. So... So that's exciting. Uh, some of the, uh, you know, some of the other roles, uh, even on defense, when you start talking about, well, where is Champ Bailey going to, to fit in into this whole scheme? And you know, Jarris Bird, I know, and good for them that he's back on the field now, working his way back in. Talking about another uh, health <laughs> concern, um, you just kind of want to see some of those pieces fall into place. When you look at the at the National Football League as a whole, and I talked to Jim Corbett a, bit, a little bit about this a week or two ago, and and that's those big national storylines. You know, which ones are are holding true, and and are there new ones emerging around the league? Well, it's it's still rather early to tell you the truth, but but uh, I think you know the Johnny Manziel watch is going to be there for a while all season, and if you're the Saints, you want him to get into the starting lineup because you play him and we, you, you play the Browns in week two. And, boy, you, you just think about the thoughts of, of of putting a rookie quarterback against a Rob Ryan, you know, creative defense and advantage to the defense. But I think that's been the big one, really. Um, some other things, you know, you look around the league and there's always – you know, a year-to-year -year process in terms of, you know, how teams – and we really won't – I'm just going to back up here for a second, but mm -hmm. you really won't see some of these things emerge until they start playing the games because injuries obviously have so much to do with what happens. But, um, you know, you, you want to see these fresh faces come in. You want to see some of the people who, who moved around. You want to see if uh, a team like Denver, for example, can – you know, get back to to the level that they're going to be contending again, which I think they will be. Um, and then a team like the Saints, where, you know, in that division, uh, things happen rather quickly in terms of the pecking order. I think the fans are on it as far as the teams that have um, the ability to take an established performance from a year ago and put themselves into the, the top of the pecking order for this season. But, Jared, in your eyes, is there a team or two, and maybe there's more than two, that kind of jumps onto the scene this year that's poised to make a, a pretty strong move up the ranks? Yeah, I think that's a great question. You know, you, I wonder about Tampa and Lovey Smith going there. I think they've got it tougher than, say, even Kansas City had it last year in going mm -hmm. from 2-14 and 14 to a playoff berth. But, I mean, the, the table is kind of – similarly set for them as it was for Kansas City last year. you got a, a veteran coach coming in in Lovey Smith, and you've got a, a quarterback who 
showed some things last year with the Bears and McCown, and then you've got you know the foundation of a defense. It may be a bit too much to expect them to make that leap to become a playoff team, but um, I think it's a possibility. And another team that I say you really might want to have an eye on from that standpoint is Houston. And, you know, they've got to have a lot of things or a few key things go right. A, Bill O'Brien, the coach, now working with Ryan Fitzpatrick. So he's got to get the best out of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, you know, Fitzpatrick has had his turnover problems, but he's had flashes during his career where you say, boy, this guy can, can put the ball up. For, for him to be effective, they need Arian Foster to be healthy. They need to get their running game back together. So you take that, mm-hmm. and if, if that's a positive for them and the defense is as good as it's been, maybe even better now that you add Jadeveon Clowney to the mix and Romeo Cornell doing the X's and O's, I think the Texans might be that team that can go from the depths of the division and get right back to the playoffs. And the reason why I, I think it, it has even more validity is that you look at where they were Shoot, last year people were saying that they were a possible Super Bowl contender. Yeah. And then, two, you know, they, they had a, a run of a, a playoff uh, berths. So, you know, that's a team that I, I've got to think if some things go right for them, they could be dangerous. And they're not in the NFC South or the NFC West, okay? That's a fair point. You know, all has to do with your schedule and the, and the division, you know, as far as your ability to make that move. Yeah, no question about that. And, you know, one of the things I wonder about, is, you know, kind of how <laughs> how you rank these divisions, right? And I have a hard time separating the NFC West and the NFC South in terms of, uh, you know, which is the best division in football. Now, we've had the last two Super Bowl teams from the NFC come from the NFC West. So the Seattle, San Francisco, and I think St. Louis is good, and I think – you know, Arizona's formidable and won 10 games last mm-hmm. year, you know. So that still may be the best division of football. But then you look at the South, the NFC South, and it's just pretty fascinating to me is that in the history of the division, you've never had a repeat champion. And you've had all these Super Bowl teams. You know, it, these, these teams have had Super Bowl uh, runs in them over the years. And, and so that's just always so fascinating so I think that's bad news for the Carolina Panthers this season and you look at them and you know they're going to be a a competitive team and they've got a good defense and they've got Cam Newton so they are always going to to be I think in the mix to to win any in any given week but um, you know the Saints and uh, would probably be the team that you look at and say that this could be this could be their division to win. You're living out of a suitcase these days. Where are you off to next after the Saints? Uh, I'm going to hit the Pittsburgh and uh, check out the Steelers. It's about a four-hour drive from here. I was, was in Richmond to check out Washington. And then um, I'll also get to uh, Detroit this week at the end of the week to see what Johnny Manziel does in his first preseason game. Mm, interesting. Is, all right, so um, I'll put you on the spot there. Since, you're, since we'll end with Johnny Manziel, Will the Saints see him 
on the sidelines week two or in the starting role? Yeah, I think he'll be on the sidelines. But, you know, I saw Dick LeBeau's comments this week, the Steelers coordinator, and he's predicting that Manziel will be in the starting lineup when they open the season against Pittsburgh. And I, I, I know Dick LeBeau hopes that because if you check his record against rookie quarterbacks, it is pretty amazing. But I, I think they'll start him out on the sideline. Yeah, I think Dick's in, uh, into wishful thinking mode there, don't you? Oh, no question yeah. at all. Good to see you, as always. Hope we can check in with you again as the season starts to unfold. Oh, no problem. Appreciate it. Gary Bell with us from USA Today. We'll continue here from practice on the Black and Blue Report in just a moment. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion. It's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. There's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300, with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. He must be a big deal since he's verified on Twitter. He's Sean Kelly, and this is the Black and Blue Report. Good stuff today from our guests. Again, thanks to Jared Bell from USA Today, Jimmy Graham, and Cam Jordan, too, on this Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Get your backpack, my friend. We're traveling tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to um, Sean Kelly's home, folks, in case you didn't know. So he's going to take me somewhere to feed me. And then uh, we're going to have a great time in St. Louis. Yeah, off to St. Louis tomorrow. The team will spend a little more time here at camp before they travel tomorrow evening. They're going to actually work tomorrow uh, here in earnest before heading for the Lou, as they say. But John and I will be traveling tomorrow. Daniel Salerson will host the Black and Blue Report for you from Studio B in New Orleans. John Clayton from ESPN and Luke McCown will be among his guests tomorrow. It should be a good Thursday program. And then uh, John and I will see you on the television Friday night as the Saints take on the Rams in preseason game number one. A change of scenery for us, and I think a needed one for the team too, albeit it's been a, a wonderful run here so far. And, of course, the team will be back here next week, John. But to kind of get up, go do something else, and hit somebody else will be nice. Yeah, it gets monotonous after a while. You, you want to build the emotion up. You want to get the intensity up. But there's only so much pounding on one another that you want to do. And they've been doing that since, since the spring, OTAs and mini camp. And these guys are ready to get physical with somebody other than each other. That's John DeShazer. You can follow him on Twitter and do so at John DeShazer. And also follow me on Twitter at Sean Kelly Live. Don't forget, programming notes and daily lineups can be found on Twitter for this program. The uh, handle is very simple on Twitter, at BlackBlueReports. Our thanks to Daniel Salerson for his help in the studio today. He's in the host chair tomorrow. And with that, we'll bid you adieu from the Greenbrier on this Wednesday. Have a great rest of your hump day, everybody. And we'll talk more with you as the week progresses here with regard to the Saints.
Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.